Welcome back. I'm Joshua Matthews. This is Closing Arguments here on KMBZ. Remember, you can always learn more about our upcoming shows or listen to podcasts from prior shows by visiting the website at KMBZ.com. Go to the schedule, look for Sunday morning Closing Arguments, and uh, it'll take you to the page with all of our information on it. You can also learn more about me uh, and the firm and the other people that you often hear on the show by visiting our website at www.LeeWoodLawyers.com. We're talking today about the top 10 mistakes made uh, in custody disputes. And coming up now on number three, and this is a very common issue that we deal with, has to do with refusing visitation. Um, Different states use different language, but the message is really always the same. Visitation between a parent and a child is the child's right, not so much the parent's right. If you ask the question, well, he hasn't paid his child support, so why should he get to see the child? Uh, You're asking the wrong question. It's not whether or not he gets to see the child. It's whether or not the child gets to see him. It's whether or not that child has the opportunity, even if the other parent doesn't take full advantage of it, even if the other parent doesn't actually create those kind of bonded relationships that we'd like to see them create. We want the child to have the opportunity to to see that to see that parent, and we don't need uh, the parent who is primarily in possession of the child to be denying it, because we don't want that child growing up and blaming or resenting that parent and thinking the only reason I don't have a better relationship with my dad is because my mom didn't love me. So we need for parents when you have primary placement of a child or or when a child is living with you most of the time, we need for you to make every possible effort to give that child the opportunity to have the close and bonded relationship with the other parent. Because if you don't, then it's going to be your fault, not that other parent's fault. Um, Refusing visitation is one of those things that comes up where people say, well, you know, I don't know. I'm going to file this thing. Should I let him even see the kid? What if he doesn't give the kid back? And it's a tough problem to deal with because there are a, a myriad of issues that come up. Now, if you're in Kansas... Um, in Kansas cases uh, where there's a divorce proceeding uh, and if you're a mother in a paternity proceeding you can get generally what are called temporary orders and they're relatively easy to get if you present the right information to the court you can get some temporary orders for custody for parenting time even for child support and in a divorce case maintenance which is uh, what we you know previously called alimony um, So all of those are possibilities in Kansas. In Missouri, there are possibilities, too. They're a little more complicated. They're generally filed as what are called orders, uh, a motion for orders pendente light. And they may require the appointment of what's called a a special master, somebody to oversee some financial issues and that kind of thing. So it's not as straightforward in Missouri to get the, the temporary orders in place as it is in Kansas. But it is a possibility if you are worried about somebody trying to Uh, take a child and not return the child, that kind of thing. Um, The point is, don't simply unilaterally refuse visitation. Don't tell somebody you don't get to see your kids. Don't tell your kids they don't get to see their other parent. Uh, It's not a good idea, and I promise you it will play against you later in court. We talked about how one of the major considerations that the court uh, thinks about in a custody decision is the continuing, meaningful, substantial relationship between a child and both parents. 
the the one that comes right after that on the list is which parent is most likely to foster that relationship with the other. You don't want to be the parent who is looked at as being an impediment to the child having a close bonded relationship with both parents. Because if you are, then the court is going to definitely hold that against you. And they're definitely going to make sure that they make more allotments for time for that other parent uh, if you do have primary placement, because the court's going to be very concerned about whether or not you'll ever allow that parent to see the child unless you're absolutely ordered to. Also keep in mind that if it's a Missouri case, we don't use that term primary placement. But what we talk about is whose address will be designated as the child's address for mailing and educational purposes, and that is generally going to be the address uh, where the child spends most of their time. Uh, The fourth major mistake that people make in custody disputes is introducing new boyfriends, girlfriends. This is a huge no-no. Listen, folks, you've either married this person or you've had a child with this person. One way or another, you've made certain decisions that have led to a point where you're going to be involved with them in some fashion, uh, probably for the rest of your life. They're always going to be around. They're always going to be the other parent of your child. And that's a situation that you've created. It's a bed that you've made. you got to lie in it. And there's nothing wrong with having been in a relationship and then deciding, you know what, this isn't the right relationship. I need to move on. But what we do need to recognize is, again, just like we talked about the custody uh question is not about parents, it's about kids. Let's talk about protecting kids instead of protecting parents. Let's talk about the fact that these kids have zero responsibility. They didn't create any of this, and they need to be made to suffer as little as possible. When you start introducing new boyfriends, new girlfriends, while these things are still pending, a couple of things are going to happen. Number one, it's incredibly confusing and difficult for your kids. Almost everybody I tell this to tells me how wrong I am. Almost everybody says, oh, but Josh, listen, you know, they love her. They love him. He's great with the kids or she's great with the kids. You know, they don't even want me to put them to bed anymore. They ask her to put them to bed. Kids want to please their parents. Kids want to seem like everything's okay, especially after about age 11 or 12, and more so even with girls than with boys. They want to prove to you how mature they are. They want to prove to you how okay they are. And so, yeah, they're, they, they may not show you just how distressing it is to have this new adult person in the house with them, to have this new adult person uh, maybe even spending the night. But trust me, it creates difficulties for them. Uh, there's just no way that it could that you could avoid that. And so all I'm saying is give it a little bit of time. Uh, give the kids some time to get used to the idea of mom and dad not being together before you start bringing a new person uh, into that dynamic. Additionally, you're going to really piss somebody off. That, uh, that ex of yours, that, that may still be your wife or your husband uh, and or uh, the parent of your child, they're not going to be happy to hear about the fact that you brought your new boyfriend over, you brought your new girlfriend over, they're staying the night, you're planning on taking a, a weekend trip together. Um, they're going to they're gonna look at you and say, well, all you're doing is playing family. And uh, that resentment that it creates, that difficulty, that tension that it creates, uh, you might be willing to deal with it. And that's fine for you. 
but it's not okay to make that same decision for your kids. It's not okay to say to the kids, well, you know what? I don't care what your mom thinks about this. I don't care what you think about this. Um, Oftentimes it's the heart wants what the heart wants. That's one of the statements that we hear so often or uh, doesn't everybody have a right to, to find happiness? No, you don't. You don't have a right to find happiness at the expense of someone else. It's not an automatic right. And you need to think really long and hard before you put your happiness uh, above the comfort level of your children. I will promise you that whether you agree or disagree with any of this, uh, this is going to be the way that most courts are going to look at it. In fact, I have not found a judge. uh, And, of course, we practice in – no fewer than 15 counties. I've appeared in courtrooms from uh, Pottawatomie and Saline counties in Kansas up to Lynn County and down in uh, Neosho, Missouri. Uh, We're all over two states, and I have yet to meet a judge who really felt okay about somebody introducing a new boyfriend or girlfriend into a family dynamic while one of these things is pending. So you want to be really careful about that. Another thing you got to be careful about is coaching your kids. Um, Whether it's the most egregious cases where you have a parent who is trying to convince their kids to outright lie to the court, uh, and this does happen. We get cases where uh, the state gets called in. There's an allegation of abuse, usually, unfortunately, it's some form of sexual abuse, and we'll get kids – who say, well, so-and-so did this to me, daddy did this to me, or mommy's new boyfriend did this to me. Um, It is devastating when we realize how often those are not only made-up stories, but they're made up by a parent and spoon-fed to a child. Um, But it doesn't have to be that strong. Sometimes it can be uh, the much, uh, much less onerous, much less... Uh, obviously devious kind of coaching of, you know, your daddy really doesn't have a lot of time to spend with you, does he? Uh, He really doesn't get home from work until really late, does he? You really don't like being over there because you have to share that bed with uh, your sister, don't you? And, And so you have these kinds of conversations and you kind of feed them these ideas over time. Here's what I can promise you. The people who do this for a living... I've personally been involved in thousands, literally thousands of custody cases. Judges see more than I do. Uh, You've got attorneys out there who've been doing this for 40, 50 years. You've got social workers who've done it for decades. They have a thousand cases on their list at any given time. Um, These folks have done it. They've seen it all. It doesn't matter if you're that bright or that intuitive uh, when you start the job. After doing a couple of thousand of these, you start to recognize the signs. You start to be able to read people. And so when your child makes a statement, whether it's to a judge or an attorney, to a guardian ad litem, to a social worker, it's very obvious. It's immediately apparent to everybody in the room whether that's something that's sincerely coming from them, in which case it'll probably only be about a half of a thought, and some of that half a thought will be wrong, uh, or whether or not it's a fully thought out and reasonable kind of an expectation that, well, you know, I wish things were like this at Daddy's house, but they're not. 
Guess what, folks? No kid talks like that. They only learn it from parents. And everybody in the court recognizes it. Every guardian ad litem recognizes it. Everybody doing this will know exactly what's going on in your household, and it will be held against you. Once again, the the best answer is the easy answer. Leave your kids out of it. I'm Joshua Matthews. We'll be right back with closing arguments.